Welcome to Be Real. This is a podcast that's for people who are tired of hearing all the garbage out there, tired of the Instagram posts about people being fake. It's time to get real with yourself and stop feeling like an imposter. I'm your host, Vikram Deol, and today that's exactly what we're going to do. So stay tuned, subscribe, leave a comment, and share with your friends. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to this episode of Be Real. If this is the first episode that you guys have listened to, this is probably going to be one of the most impactful episodes I've recorded to date. If it's not, you guys know that we talk about real things with real people. It's not curated. There's no questions previously given to my guests. Um, these are just real people that have real conversations. So make sure you guys hit the subscribe button. Make sure you guys are following us. And today, this topic is something that I believe very, very passionately about, but it's something that we have been taught to censor ourselves with. It's something that the society, social media, the media, your friends, it's been shoved under the carpet. And if you talk about it, you actually get blacklisted. And so I've actually had coaches, I've actually had friends, I've actually had family members say, you're hurting your business by talking about these things. Just don't bring it up. But as somebody who believes in what we do as a, in our country and as somebody who believes to be a patriot, I believe it's important that we share both sides of the information and no time ever in history, ladies and gentlemen, no time ever in history have we had an ability to shut down and censor and cancel people like we have today. And we've always been taught to question things. And now in our 2020 years, 2021 and 2022, every time we question something, we get shut down. And if we don't question the narrative, there's going to come a point in our lives where we're not going to be able to question anything because we're going to be told what to do. I have a guest today. He's a retired physician, uh, Mr. Robert Yoho, and he wrote a book called Butchered by Healthcare. You guys can find it on Amazon. Uh, There will be a link in the show notes as well. So you can just go click there. Uh, I don't get anything from you guys reading the book, but I would highly advise you guys, if you want to know the truth. Remember, it's about being conscious in life. You don't have to change your opinion, but you should know both sides of the coin. You should know what a heads is and you should know what a tails is because right now we're getting one-sided opinion from the media. So Robert, I know we got 16 hours of content and we don't have that much time to deliver it in, um, but your pedigree is, is deep. But give us 90 seconds of why the hell we should listen to you over other people. Okay. Well, there's a lot of people uh, talking about what I'm talking about. Um, I'm a 68-year-old retired physician, and I have, you know, I have the usual 25-page uh, resume. And I, I, you know, I've done a lot of things. I've been head of a uh, cosmetic surgery organization. I, I was board certified in emergency medicine at one point, and I became, uh, I passed the boards in cosmetic surgery. Also, I have a long, long and storied career. And I've been been retired for over two years. And during the last four years, I've been writing about uh, medical corruption. And it's a big subject. Mm -hmm. Um, I initially got interested because I was prescribing hormone therapy. My patients were mostly women, and they were mostly over 50 by the time I uh, retired. And they, they were tortured by menopause, and they needed hormones. And I learned that these drugs are being suppressed because they cannot be patented and sold for thousands of dollars a month. So the the FDA conspired with these pharma companies to put black box warnings, which is a a very serious warning about the major hormones, progesterone, estrogen, and testosterone, all based on studies that were either 
outdated at the time they were published, or some of them seem like they were completely fabricated to me. And we've used these drugs for 120 years in the case of thyroid and 80 years in the case of all the other ones, roughly. Um, so we had enormous clinical experience with them. They probably are the best drugs we have in healthcare as far as preventive medicine goes. And, um, and they were being suppressed. So that got me interested. And I went down the rabbit hole of medical corruption and I that's eventually, a, that's a big rabbit hole to go. Yeah, down. Oh my God. You can't imagine. You, you and, get killed for going down that rabbit hole. Well, it depends on whether you pay attention to critics or not. And so, <laughs> and you know, I'm, I'm selling 30 books a day, but it's a very small time thing. I pay the right. Amazon ads and the, uh, the advertising contractor, all the money I make. So it's not a, it's not a, I, I'm not a money-making machine by any means on, on this thing. I don't make right. a dime. Um, but, uh, and I never got interested in COVID and the vaccine until about seven or eight months ago when I went on a podcast of Dr. Peter Bregan, who, you know, he's called the conscience of psychiatry. And he's he's a major figure in uncovering the COVID frauds and the what's going on behind the scenes. He wrote a book um, called Global Predators, We Are the Prey. Um, and that that is also on Amazon. It's sold um, 100,000 copies or something. And it's, it's, it's one door into this maze um, for your listeners. Um, but I'll, I'll describe some others. But before I get started on this, I got to push the, my disclaimer, right? And I'm stuck with this because of all those lawyers. This is not medical advice. Use this information at your own risk. And if you have a medical problem, um, seek a licensed practitioner of some kind, right? So anyway. You know, the worst part about this medical disclaimer is that we are sending people to the same institutions that I know. don't listen to the information and they only spew out one side of the equation. Which it's very is, sick. It's every disgusting. state medical board has warned every doctor in the country that if they talk about quote COVID misinformation, which you're going to hear a lot of in the next hour, hour and a half, if they if they talk about any of that, they they threaten their medical licenses. And we've and again, everybody, this is about bringing consciousness and awareness. I was driving down the road. I was coming back from a, uh, an event a couple of days ago, and this is the the billboard that I saw was a man in a ventilator with oxygen on him and another man at a beach party. And the billboard said something around like, get vaccinated or die. Like, what the funk? Like, get vaccinated or die when literally the CDC can't and Tony Fauci, Dr. Fuckcheek, um, who's not even a real doctor that you're all listening to when they can't explain why there's more people that are vaccinated with Omicron than anywhere else. Like the non-vaccinated don't get it and the vaccinated are getting it and you're getting three and four and five and six shots and the drug companies are making trillion billions of dollars and you guys are just getting yourselves injected with something that is literally going to potentially lower your life expectancy. I can almost guarantee that. And I'm not a doctor. So well, there's you know. a thousand, <laughs> there's a thousand studies now that show the vaccines are tremendously toxic and dangerous and what? a totally stupid idea. <laughs> and it's not academically controversial, but, but this, the story is getting run by censors and globalists. And I mean, frankly, 
imagine what's going on in Australia. I mean, if, if people listening to this podcast don't think there's something very freaking strange happening, just see what you can find out about Australia and it, even Germany. Completely and shut. Those of you guys who don't know what he's talking about, Australia has been shut down. It's been locked down and they have camps. Remember there was like this com- country that had this regime called the Nazis where they were putting people in these things called gas chambers. Like we're not too far away from that. And people are like, oh, well, you know, and, and I know I'm, I'm being a little facetious, but they are literally taking people from their homes and putting them in camps for two, three, four weeks because they are a, a threat to society. Just let me back up for a second. And if if you guys, I'm speaking to your listeners now, if you yep. don't have a chance to listen to this whole thing, go on Spotify and see if you can find Joe Rogan's interview with Peter McCullough or Robert Malone and, and his interview with Robert Malone. And Vikram just told me that one of those was taken down recently. You can find it on BitChute, right? You can Google can you those spell names. That? B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E. That's Bit an alternative. Shoot. Yeah, that's that and Rumble are the alternative video platforms. Gotcha. You can post anything for free. Joe Rogan, full episode on Malone. Uh, I started watching it last week and I went back to, to share it with somebody who was saying how proud he is to get like the 14th booster. And I said, dude, watch this before you keep telling people on Facebook to get vaccinated more and more and more. And I watched about I don't know, half of it, three quarters of it. And then I went back to watch it a, a couple of days later. It's It's gone against YouTube's guidelines. So YouTube pulled it, right? Think about that censorship, like just anything that the world tries to censor, you always got to ask why? Like if it's misinformation, let us figure that out, YouTube. You don't need to be our parent telling us we're adults. Like it's crazy people. It's the first amendment. And, uh, you know, we've had, all our amendments, save the second, partially ruined by this uh, by the, our government. And yep. the First Amendment is foundational. And if they completely get rid of it, if they get rid of Vikram and I, um, I mean, I, I don't know. What, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, it's not good. Malone yeah. is a stunning interview, and he was yeah. one of the inventors of the messenger RNA technology on yep. which this um, this uh, vaccine was quote vaccine was based. And he's had two of those things. And the second time, his blood pressure went up to 230 uh, systolic. Yeah. That's the upper figure. And he nearly freaking died. Yeah. So he's uh, he's now, you know, talking against the whole thing, against the whole effort. And if you get into this, you'll realize there are literally a thousand studies that have said that the vaccine is more dangerous than it's worth. That's the kindest way to put it. So um, so that, that's the easiest road into that. The other thing I would highly recommend is picking up a copy of uh, RFK Jr.'s book, The Real Anthony Fauci. And essentially, that is a description of everything that's going on right now. And if we can get this guy before a jury, I mean, he's responsible for murdering tens of thousands and possibly even millions of people. He, he's been responsible for handing out almost a trillion dollars in U.S. government money to research organizations around the world. And he's been sort of had a stranglehold on um, US science, biological science. And he's essentially a mobster who uh, who's used his powerful position to aggrandize his uh, uh, associates and himself. I mean, it's an unbelievable story. He owns patents. And it's just, it's, 
it has 2,200 references, that book. So the real Anthony Fauci by RFK Jr., that's the important uh, reference, along with those other two videos. That's the easiest way if you have if you know nothing about this. The Bregans have, that their book's very good too, but it's a little hard to read. And that's also on Amazon. Let's break this down as simple as we can. Let, let's keep it at a third, fourth grade, really easy to digest because a lot of people listen to this while they're driving, working out. Okay. And so let's, Let's break this down, Doc, for people. What's the first, you know, because not everybody's going to have the time to listen to a full 90 minute episode because they're, you know, I, I hope you guys listen to this one, but you started searching this about seven or eight months ago. That's right. And I didn't get red pilled about it until six months ago. So I, and, I and forgive. Just, I want to, you live in a very conservative, I know this isn't about politics, but you live in a very conservative state where Everybody around you has uh, Confederate flags, guns out this, you know, big trucks, correct? Where do you no, live? No, I live in LA. Okay. Ephraim's so you, making a joke here. Yeah. So you're in Los Angeles. You're in the hotbed of kind of like mask up, get shots, follow the rules, do what's right, respect your neighbor, save a life. I, I couldn't even go to a shooting range yesterday because they, they expected a vax card. At I mean, a shooting thing, range. Yeah. Shooting range. Can you imagine? Wow. Now that's LA County. Uh, but the rest of the state's a little better. Uh, the mid-state is much more conservative. So here's the simplest factoids that any listener should understand. That anybody with even half, I, this is well understood in the hospitals, even by the janitors. Number one, kids should never get the vaccine because it kills far more of them than COVID, over 100 times more. That's undisputed by anyone. Okay, Say that again. Number, kids, anybody under 18 should never ever get the vaccine because it kills wow. far it kills 100 times 130 times more of them than covid does and wow. what society sacrifices its kids on the altar of the parents none and none. they they get covid they're they're immune they become part of a, a big immune pool that actually is good for everyone and of course omicron is going to be the end of this thing Omicron's tremendously infectious. Everybody's getting it now, and it'll make us all completely immune. But let me go over the things that we should know, right? The things that all your listeners intuitively know already. Pregnant women should never get the shot. Studies show that it kills many of their babies, okay? Up to 80% in some studies. Now, a friend of mine just had his daughter was persuaded to get the vaccine, the quote vaccine, by her mother-in-law. And she immediately lost the baby. Now, I know that's just a story, but there's a lot of stories like that. In the a lot of stories. Yeah. So this cycles is for women, like so many, so many, so many documented sources. And it, you can't say that it's because of the vaccine, but all these things happened immediately after the vaccine or within a week or two after the vaccine for a lot of these people. It's 50% within 48 hours, and then it's 80 or more percent within a week. So this is the most important concept, right? And it's so obvious based on anyone that knows anything about viral immunity or anything else. Once you've had COVID, you will never get a serious version of it ever again. We have over 100 studies proving that the number of secondary cases is either zero or vanishingly small. Now, you might get Omicron again, but Omicron <laughs> is a freaking cold. There's nothing to it. Yeah, and so five days of the flu and you're done. Even the CDC says you can't get COVID twice. So once you get recovery from any of these diseases, right, Delta or whatever they are, they, it protects against all the other variants. 
And it's profoundly better than the Vax. In fact, the Vax probably makes you more susceptible to disease. All these countries that are heavily vaxxed, all their cases are now, you know, the vast majority of their cases, a disproportional majority, are coming in fully vaxxed. So this yeah. thing is not a Philippines. vaccine. The Philippines. I, I said the Philippines is seeing a huge surge in, air quotes, Omicron, and they were mandated, taken out of their homes and vaxxed. Because I have people that work on my company that are overseas. And one of them was like, how do I not get vaccinated? I don't want to. And she held out, she held out, she held out. And finally they said she couldn't go to the grocery store anymore, doc. Right. Yeah. And then guess what? Both of like both of the families all vaccinated, fully vaccinated. They had to mandated by the law, you know, knocking on the door type of stuff. And their whole families are now completely under the weather with COVID the whole family, all of them. Well, um, you and I both probably got Delta, which is which makes you sick. I, I got sure over I got it about Delta. a month ago. And, yeah, I was and in August. You were, you were pretty sick. I mean, you're a young guy and you got sick even so, and you had access to some of the medicines, which we'll we'll get into. But l- let me just get into the last two points before we Please. dive. Okay. The vax creates no immunity. We mentioned that. Most of the people in the hospital with COVID-19 have already been vaxxed, 60% in the US, 80% in the UK, and 90% in Israel. In Denmark, 83% of all cases have had the shot. I mean, this thing doesn't do anything, makes it more likely you're going to transmit the virus. And the last basic thing is if you have no symptoms, you cannot spread the virus. It does not teleport. I mean, what are they thinking? You know, it doesn't even really do it much on surfaces. You've got to have somebody actively coughing and spread through droplets. So once you have had COVID and you're asymptomatic, you're done and you can't spread it to other people. So I've got this the bit about how the money goes around, if you want me to get into that, Bikram. And this is sort of important to understand healthcare and understand just how this whole thing could have developed and how how this censorship, you know, who's paying who to do this? There's a lot that we can get into. I want to ask you a question because in my initial research of this, which I researched, you know, not not to your extreme, but decently because i was like oh my god are we all going to die i had a sh- I, I was living in central california in bakersfield when this all went down and i had to shut my business down for two weeks and then after a month i realized like i'm going to go out of business like there we were barely making any money to start we aren't going to survive a lockdown and so i asked I, I pulled my customers and they said open up like you know you're a health and wellness space you're before COVID, you were cleaner than any place we've ever been to. After COVID, you wipe everything down 10 times more. Um, and we use only natural products. We don't use like the Lysols. We use all the 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 good chemical-free stuff. And we don't use, we weren't using the chemical um, air fresheners. We're using diffusers and essential oils, right? So we were using all the things that were really safe for the body because if I have to breathe it in, I want to be safe. And so we opened back up, but- I started to research it. And what I found, Doc, was that COVID, because this isn't the first COVID the world has seen, correct? This is COVID's nothing but a cold virus. And so it's not the first one. And typically they last anywhere from 18 to 24 months before they kind of burn themselves out. Then it goes dormant for seven, eight, nine years. And then a new variation comes up and then it goes dormant. Because didn't we see this uh, back in 2012 with the. Uh, What's the other? What was that one called? There were the, other uh, attempted. There were other attempted scares, 
and right. whether they were manufactured viruses or or whether they were natural, the the fear never caught on the way it did with COVID. They didn't have the the backing of the social media or any of the other people. Right. So SARS and COVID last one, two, maybe three years, and then they die themselves out. Just the like natural any- history of the virus is to become less uh, <clears throat> difficult for humans, less virulent. And it's and that's what's happened here. Yeah, the, the Omicron. There's some there, there's some evidence that Omicron was a manufactured version, right? And I'm not into the weeds enough on that. But right. if it was, either somebody didn't get the memo to make it really, really sick, you know, to make people really sick, or maybe right. a rogue scientist manufactured a cure for the whole pandemic. Because, because that's exactly people, what is going to happen here. Because very the soon. more of, the more of us that get it, the less chance the 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 more natural herd immunity we have so the whole Three or thing four with- months ago we were at 50 percent uh infected and it now and if 70 percent of the kids were infected you know have had an infection and now it's probably 75 percent overall the omicron's going crazy and once, once it's gone through the whole population there's not going to be anything to talk about on the media right not everybody knows and you guys i don't want you to feel like you're being attacked i don't want you to feel like what we're saying is derogatory towards you. I want you to see the consciousness of what's going on in the world. I want you guys to understand that there is a big political play here. There's billions of dollars. And just before you guys say, you know, governments and drug companies are there for your benefit, Pfizer's got billions and billions of dollars of lawsuits against them. And remember the government that says they're protecting you will go into a country and drop a bomb on a village and kill everybody in the village with no regrets, with no problems. So just remember like governments kill people every day. I'm not saying that our government is out to kill us or not kill us. There are three to one drug representative lobbyists in government right now. It might even be four to one, but I'm pretty sure it's three to one. So for every one lobbyist of other things, there's three lobbyists. And if this was really about health and care, if we really wanted to curb the spread, the government would have stopped selling marijuana. They would have taxed the shit out of cigarettes. They would have stopped selling alcohol. They would have stopped fast food companies from being in existence. Or they would have made it so difficult for them because Heinz ketchup in the U.S. is actually different than in the rest of the world. So, Doc, tell us about the money, because I think that's important. So <laughs> well, this, and that, that's what your book's about. Yeah. Your book talks about medical corruption because it follows the dollar. So we've just rained money on U.S. healthcare. We spend as much on it as the federal, you know, the four trillion on U.S. healthcare is the same as the federal budget, right? The federal budget is 3.5 trillion in tax revenues plus whatever they steal from us and spend in addition. So it's the same size as the entire. So they they've essentially bought the Congress, right? They they uh, Fikram mentioned a figure that I'm not familiar with, but they dominate the lobbying in Congress in the U.S. Congress. Now they haven't gotten all the states. Uh, uh, little legislatures completely, but they dominate the U.S. Congress. They can do whatever they want. Um, so about 50% of our services in the United States are useless or damaging medical services. Now, that's not that's not a controversial statement. Many, many, many papers have been written about that. It's well known to medical academics. So here's another benchmark. Apple and Google alone together have a higher stock value than the yearly U.S. federal government spending. I mean, just think about that. They can do anything they want. I mean, they're bigger than the feds. 
Now, to make it more precise about the pharmaceutical companies and the criminal stuff, pharmaceutical companies violate more criminal laws than any industry in history as measured by their criminal settlements with U.S. federal prosecutors. These are billions <laughs> of dollars a year. Now, your listeners can just go right on Wikipedia, which, uh, you know, they, they work on Wikipedia every day, but somehow they haven't gotten this page down. But if you Google um, pharmaceutical company settlements, um, you'll see a page of shame, right? Pfizer's on top of the list. Pfizer is a record holder. It's the single company with more criminal settlements than any other in history. So I, I often will quote um, Peter Rost, who was a former Pfizer marketing vice president. He said, it's scary how many similarities there are between this industry and the mob. Obscene amounts of money, killings and deaths, bribing politicians and others. The difference is all these people in the drug industry look upon themselves as law-abiding citizens. Mm -hmm. However, when they get together as a group, it's almost like when you have war atrocities. Mm -hmm. People can do things they don't think they're capable of because the group can validate what you're doing as okay. That's from his book, The Whistleblower. There's a similar quote from Park Davis's CEO named Harry Loyne. And he said, if we put horse manure in a capsule, we could sell it to 95% of these doctors. So that's their attitude towards <laughs> the patients and the doctors. Crazy. The FDA is completely bought by pharma. Um, since 2003, there had been a direct payment system from pharma to the FDA during the patent process called user fees. And these, this is over half of their budget, over half the FDA's budget. And, you know, the new golden rule, Vikram, is he who has the gold makes the rules, right? right. So the FDA refuses to approve a drug. They can have trouble making payroll. So there, you have to regard all the studies that the FDA approves. I mean, this is, I mean, 95% of the medical studies get, they get in the major journals, the big four journals, are ghostwritten by pharma because they pay for it. And the the science is adulterated. The research is ruined. Oh, yeah. It's everything's faked. And the, the BMJ, British Medical Journal, editorial from July 2021, the title of it was Time to Assume That Health Research Is Fraudulent Until Proven Otherwise. So it's it's you can't believe any of it. You know, I had a debate with my uncle who's a physician a few years ago because I subscribed to this thing called the carnivore diet. And he told me that I'm an idiot. Essentially, he said, you're an idiot. Like, you know, you and your father think that you guys are so smart, blah, blah, blah. But his two of his kids have autoimmune disorder diseases that they've thrown every drug at that they couldn't figure out. And then the kid said, hey, I'm going to start losing weight because he want to get a girlfriend. And all of a sudden the hair started growing away, started growing back and the, you know, eczema and all this thing started to go away because he started to change his diet. But there's no correlation between food and, and his kids, you know, autoimmune disorder. But when he had a heart attack because he has high blood pressure, he started to eat more fish because red meat's bad. And I, and I agree that if red meat is, you know, the cows that are given antibiotics and hormones and feed and grain, like we need to clean up a lot of our industries, but I eat one meal a day, typically grass-fed, like a big, thick steak. Um, and I load it with my grass-fed butter. And I said, he said, you're going to kill yourself of a heart attack. I said, my cholesterol has been the same since I was 14 to the 38 years old. I said, my cholesterol hasn't changed. I said, but my inflammation has gone down. My body feels better. I've lost 10 pounds and I eat one meal a day, which means my body is processing garbage out less than your five small meals. I said, also, when I eat meat, I feel like a man, which makes me stronger and I'm not worried about things. 
And then boom. And I told him, I said, he's like, well, you need to read the medical journals. I said, the medical journals are biased. I said, the person who writes the the report is being paid by somebody who's like, just go to the back and see who sponsored the event. And what I heard, and I think it was probably from the Rogan podcast, but I've heard it from before outside of the Rogan podcast uh, with Dr. Malone was that they were pulling and plucking people that didn't have the right reactions out of the studies. Exactly. And there was a, a That's called little, cherry picking. They even have a yeah. slang for it in inside the medical industry. Cherry picking and slummy slicing. I forget what slummy slicing is. That's I like only showing a part of the study. So, the cherry picking is is changing the the groups to make the conclusion fit. So when you guys read these studies where it's like, oh, this, that, and the other, you got to, and the challenge is, Doc, is that nobody has the time it takes to go through the study and then read the 13 references and to read those references. And I mean, it's a daisy chain because I can't read the first paragraph of one of these studies because I don't know what anything in the in the thing means. Like, I don't know what these words mean. They, they love the gobbledygook, don't they? It's uh, a pretentious Doc, I nonsense. Am, I am a, I am a, I have an MBA, but it's because I cheated off of my friends. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I was the smartest dumb kid in the room. No, no, no. You're the smartest guy in the room. I Maybe just, so, I just but never I was, met a, a vegan uh, Indian guy before. I, I mean, I'm sorry, a carnivore Indian guy before. Oh, yeah. No, I, that, good for I, you. I, I was you're, dating you're a not vegan a conventional was, thinker. It was, a I think those diets have the most credibility now. The carnivore diets. Doc, if I showed you my supplements, um, it, it's, you know, I take all the, but here, here's the thing. If you guys want to do things that are different and controversial, you got to be committed to it, right? You got to understand that it's not, I'm going to eat a steak every day. It's you got to eat the whole thing, nose to tail. So I eat the brain and I'll eat, you know, and what I don't want to eat, I supplement. How long was it before you felt better? Was it two months? It well, your body goes through a digestive yeah. change. I had I did it for four months. I got the keto flu for two weeks. I felt terrible, but then I yeah. then I recovered and I fat adapted. After you after you go and explode your toilet for about two weeks and you feel like hell. Um, but I was already keto, pretty keto, so I, I didn't go through yeah. the keto hell. Um, and now you can take things to help with like getting into ketosis so you don't go through it as bad. But once you get fat adapted, uh, I was 30 days and I felt like a rock star. That's great. My my performance went up, my testosterone went up, and I'm a you know for those you know this isn't on YouTube, but the doc and I are on Zoom, and he can see the bikes behind me. I mean, I'm an endurance athlete at 40, and I do 100 mile bike rides. Doc, I did a 100 mile bike ride four weeks ago with 45 to 50 grams of carbs total throughout the whole bike ride. That's wild. Well, <laughs> it helps to be 40. When you're 68, you don't get these dramatic uh, responses. And I, I went keto without going full full carnitarian for four months. Then I got COVID and I decided I was going to adulterate my diet and I haven't uh, I haven't gone back. But that's that's great. And I, I think those things are credible. The, your, your listeners should go on some keto podcasts and see what yeah. they think. A lot of people have research. lost a lot of weight on that that diet and the carnivore diet is the solution. If you're morbidly obese, I mean, it really freaking works and it's tolerable. And and the thing that everybody says is the biggest problem with the carnivore diet is cholesterol, but it's not, no. we're not attacking the issues We're and again, I'm not a doctor, do your own research, but if you're going to talk to a doctor, y'all, you got to remember 
if you're going to go give a million dollars of your hard-earned money to somebody, you're going to interview to make sure you have a fiduciary because they are not going to sell you their products. They're going to sell you the best product. Just because you got doctor behind your name or an MD behind your name doesn't mean that you look at both sides of the equation. You got to understand that health and wellness are what you need, not medicine. The cholesterol thing is a whole nother rabbit hole, but that's been right. sold to us as being the equivalent of heart disease. And it certainly right. isn't. It's so not. for the carnivore diets, the cholesterols may elevate slightly, but the heart disease rates plummet. Right. Because so, your inflammation drops. Yeah. And to address one other um, thing that you talked about was this conflict of interest thing. Medicine yeah. seems to be the only field where we allow... <laughs> allow these jackasses to disclaim quote disclaim <laughs> their conflict of interest in a, in a in a paper right if this if this was government or law bribes like these would be could result oh in God. censure Jail. firing or criminal prosecution it's accepted practice in medicine it's unbelievable so i i want i want to i i think we should spend 30 more seconds on the studies and how they cherry pick because i don't think because a lot of people say, listen to the science, listen to the science, but I would love for you, doc, to just jump into a little bit about why these studies are not credible, are potentially, right? Potentially not credible and why people need to be a little bit more um, conscious about listening to people that quote certain studies, but they ignore other studies. Okay. So first of all, let me... <laughs> Here's, here's another disclaimer that's sort of a funny disclaimer. Just because there are problems in aircraft design does not mean that magic carpets fly. <laughs> you get it? <laughs> okay, so we don't we don't automatically subscribe to the whole alternative pathway just because medicine is just fouled up beyond wrecking. It's a FUBAR situation. Your listeners probably have heard of that. It's a military acronym, effed up beyond all recognition, right? <laughs> and and so the studies, I mean, you just have to laugh. When you look at these journals, they, they've got conflicts of interest in every single paper. And what you're talking about, this cherry picking thing, they actually will move patients from the fatality group into the non-fatality group or take them out of the study altogether on some pretext. Uh, but And sometimes studies are fabricated from whole cloth. And what that means is they just make something up and send it to the medical journal. And if it's what the politically correct editors want to see, and the, the editors are paid multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars a year each by these pharmaceutical and other medical industry companies. And if it's what they want to see, they'll just publish it anyway. Now, there was a published paper in Same. The Lancet about hydroxychloroquine, which is one of these COVID treatment drugs. And it claimed that there were fatalities with this super non-toxic drug and there were all kinds of problems and that that study was obvious to the academic observers it was fabricated because the, the numbers didn't work you know it was just stupid so they they shamefacedly uh, pulled this study after a period of a few weeks and this happened last year i mean it was just an unbelievable thing this is top two or three re well-regarded medical journals in the world right and there, there's really only one medical journal still standing and the rest of them have fallen on their faces with politically correctness and all kinds of nonsense but the british medical journal the bmj they they call it use the initials 
that thing still has some integrity. So, I mean, that's worth looking at. But the rest of it is just complete and other utter foolish garbage, you know, and can't be trusted. It's just a wall of lies and distortions and fake studies that as it's been pharma's operating standard for decades. And I, I've watched it. My book, Butchered by Healthcare, was about more or less about the last 20 years, since around 2000, when things really got bad. And so, but even I was understand, I, I was stunned by the bald-faced and entitled nature of what they did to COVID and the vaccine, which is the most profitable drug in history. I mean, it's, I mean, it's might be a hundred billion dollars in one year alone, all the vaccines in the world. It's, you know, these companies... Well, they have gross revenues, the top two around 60 billion. That's it's stunning. And guess what Pfizer's profit margins have been the last five years? Insane. Guess high. Guess high, Vikram. Oh, oh, oh profit you're, margins? Profit margins. They're, you're in business. You understand what this means. It's their 50%. Probably, yeah. I was going to say 50%. 50. You can look that up anywhere. And I don't know what it is this year. Probably they don't even publish it. They're ashamed of it. But, you I know, in any competitive it, industry, except software 10% profit margin is a, is a is a is a win you know well let's just we we can look at what the financials of Pfizer from October 21st their revenues were up 134% <laughs> their net income was up 454% their diluted earnings per share was up 446% their net Profit margin was up 136%. Their operating income was up 478%. The government and all these narratives do the advertising for them. Usually a drug, it'll sell, if it's a real hit, it sells a billion dollars in the first year. But there are there are expenses, you know, advertising expenses, all kinds of lies that have to be told on the media and everything else. Here, the 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 government and these these big entities are are advertising for them, and they're pushing this stuff, this toxic stuff, pushing the stuff. Yeah, um, I mean, you guys, you, you got to think about it. If you're in business, right? Even if you're not in business, for the for the people that are not entrepreneurs or in business, for your company to have a a, a these levels, like now, if you're a brand new business and you increase your profit a hundred percent, you know, you go from fifty thousand to a hundred thousand, or a hundred to two hundred, that that would be like a pretty big deal, right? For most companies, one hundred fifty to three hundred, three hundred to six hundred. These are like four x. They're going from like three hundred thousand or three hundred billion to uh, uh, thirty billion to one hundred twenty billion or something. Like you're talking insane amounts of income. Their net income. Their net income rose 454%. That's stuff that you don't even see in cryptocurrency anymore. Unless you go to the really, really like brand new risky coins. So these are operating income went up four, five, we call it 500% because so, these are so profitable because they're not doing any marketing and this stuff is just garbage that you're putting into your body. So- uh, the your your listeners understand that we're seeing a wall of lies and we're seeing a wall of propaganda and but they probably don't understand that this is pharmaceutical companies standard operating procedure for decades and well i got a question real quick because okay. a lot of people doc actually don't know that they're seeing a wall of lies because if you're looking on google remember and you guys and and doc you know the thing is is that people don't know what they don't know and people don't realize that Google is manufacturing the results that they want you to see. 
So they don't show you both sides of the equation. It's why, you know, one of the, one of the browsers I use is DuckDuckGo, but where do you get conflicting information from or both sides of the coin? Because in this world, we got to call it conflicting. Otherwise they're going to ban us, shut us down. And I'm probably going to get fed to the alligators alongside of you. But where do you get different opposing information where you actually see all the stuff that's out there, not what these big tech companies want you to see? We'll put stuff in the show notes where they can get started. If, okay. if they, the easiest way is to look at RFK Jr.'s website, Children's Health Defender, right? Or Defense, I don't, I forget. And they've got TV shows and they've got uh, blogs and they've got, you know, they've got even podcasts done by RFK Jr. I mean, the guy's a polymath. He's a brilliant, brilliant guy. And he was a man of the left. He's friends with John Kerry and a lot of other, these uh, characters. And he is getting torn apart by by the media and i'm just amazed amazon didn't censor his book i heavily recommend the real anthony fauci it's got 2200 references but to get it if you want uh, more of this information than you can stand subscribe to a few substack and if your listeners haven't heard of the substack platform it's not censored now now who knows maybe it'll, it's owned by an individual hopefully it won't get sold to uh, freaking youtube or something and and right. get will all get taken down but um you can if you want one that's uh, pretty easy to understand is steve, steve kirsch k-i-r-s-c-h alex berenson is another good one a little simpler and a little less volume there are many many other uh people and once you get into this stuff um you can subscribe to these things for as long as you can stand them i mean i get 200 emails a day. I'm in several groups and it's it's just too much to even scan them. I'm trying to keep up with the medical side of it. And uh, and I can hardly stand to look at the political side because it's so grim. Right. Um, to understand the global picture, Peter Bregan's book, uh, and he's got a podcast too at Bregan's, Bregan or Bregan's.com. His book, uh, Global Predators, uh, is comprehensive. It tells how it all developed and, and, the, and who the players are. And I mean, it's a global thing. There's nowhere to hide. I mean, you can move to Miami, but I don't, it may be like running to the top, to the stern of the Titanic as the Titanic's going down after it hit the iceberg because it's, uh, things just doesn't look that good for the home team. But the opinions are turning around. Most everybody understands the jab is toxic. Finally, after, you know, a thousand studies have shown that it's, kills kids and every other thing and the athletes are uh, collapsing on the playing fields and the, the all the, the soccer are players are talking the about the soccer and, players yeah the soccer the players 200, didn't 280 soccer players that were vaccinated just have did they die i i don't know they all got covid for sure well, they all, but i mean there, it was it was a pretty astonishing number of star athletes that i believe ha- died i believe they had unexplained instant deaths. And like in a normal year, there might've been two or three players that had that happen. And this was like 280 soccer players. Yeah. It's I don't, a pretty I don't know large number. I, I would say that if you've made it a year past your last jab, you're probably out of the woods, but we don't have guarantees of that. And I still would be a little worried about it, but the stuff does persist in your body a year and it is toxic. You know, we don't have any drugs that have killed us years out or created horrible problems years out. So 108 FIFA players died in 2021. 108 FIFA players died in 2021 compared to like the previous year, which was two or three. There's something six about period in 2021 as a six month period. There's something about these athletes and the the efforts they have to put forth 
that don't do well with this toxic garbage that is, is injected into us. You know, that I have a friend who did something phenomenal and he was 65 and he had an incredible athletic event. He climbed a 513 and he, it's on YouTube. The, the, not, that night he had a massive stroke and he'd been vaxxed a few weeks earlier. So, right. you know, you can never establish causality for sure, but it's, it's pretty hard to deny it with these thrombotic or clotting events. Yeah. I mean, and you know, Pfizer bought a company that deals with the, it's myo, myo, uh, what, what's, what's the heart disease? Myo, myocarditis, my, myocarditis. See, they make these words so hard that simpletons like me can't say them. Oh, that's myocarditis. Pfizer not your bought field. the company for $6 billion. I believe y'all, why would they buy a company that is one of the known side effects for their vaccine if the vaccine isn't supposed to be here forever. Well, you know, they want us to be taking shots. And if you guys don't know, the common flu jab has a ton of mercury, enough enough mercury in your body that would be considered toxic. And I can't imagine what's in these new vaccines, but I've had mercury poisoning, Doc. And let me tell you, it wasn't fun. So RFK Jr., 20 years ago, he was given a stack of uh, information about a foot high about vaccine toxicity. And that red pilled him about the problems. And I'm no expert on that, but that's the attack vector that these critics are using to make him look less credible is claiming that he's an anti-vaxxer and he's crazy about, uh, you know, he thinks all vaccines are horrible and this and that and the other thing. So I don't have specific knowledge about mercury toxicity, but he is a, a credible guy. And I think he's been fighting this for decades. I've got a, a couple of insane factoids that you're not going to believe. Let's hear him, baby. I might believe him. I'm, I'm that I was, stupid that you know I might what? believe him. Remdesivir is a antiviral that is being used in the hospitals, supposedly against COVID, the hospitals get a bonus if they use it, right? But it kills 25% of the people who get it, right? Just It just kills them. It kills their kidneys, roughly. It might even kill more. But why was it approved? It has some sort of conditional approval, but why was it approved? That's the big question. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Do I get to answer that? Yeah. Because if you look at the World Health Organization, they believe there's too many people on this planet for the planet to sustain itself. Right. Okay, that, that's and, more like an underlying cause. But the reason why it was approved was it didn't work. If it did work, it would invalidate the legal basis of an experimental vaccine program. <laughs> well, so okay, fine, Doc. You're taking the fun out of my, my okay, answer. I'm sorry. Okay. So why are we pushing the vax on little kids? This one's quite ooh, verifiable. Ooh, 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 ooh. Population control. If the clot is a, if the clot shot is approved for little kids, the manufacturer's liability is permanently waived. What is that evil? So they're trying to get it in for this group first. You know, it's an incremental thing. It's slippery slope. They're trying to get it in for this group group of uh, sixteen to eighteen year olds who are technically a pediatric population. But if that is approved by the FDA, which you know the FDA is completely bought off, right? If that's approved by the FDA, the liability problems are gone because they get a permanent liability waiver. Okay. WTF. Yeah. Doc. I got a third one that's related. Okay. okay. Why me, are the illegals who are entering the U S offered the vax? It's a related answer. Why, why are the why illegals aren't the allowed aliens the, who they catch why, at the why border are the and send, send not deported in. is a question, but um, yeah. I, why are they given the vax? Why are they not given the vax? Why are they not get probably because it's, got some sort of moral obligation. Or no, something. no, no. 
They don't care. No, come on. They, they wouldn't be concerned about that. The reason is they are citizens of other countries and they are not covered by our local lawsuit protection immunity. So if they get a man, so if they if they sneak into our country illegally and we shoot them with the vaccine and then they have an illness, their exactly. country of origin can come and sue us. Well, they can sue us. They can individually that's, sue us. That's like California where if somebody breaks into your home, you can't actually protect your house. You have to let them attack you first. And then you have to be on the ground bleeding and bruised and beat up. And they have to steal more than $999 from you so that you can actually get them prosecuted and you can shoot them in the face. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's that bad. I, I'm, I'm sure you are. Is Florida right to carry state? Uh, I don't know if it is, but I think they're trying to make it one. I've only been here for a few months and I lived in California and I had to leave the state because it was so I left, I left Seattle because it was so bad. I moved to central California to mend relationships with family. And, um, I was on my way. I, I stayed there during COVID because it was better than going anywhere else in California really. And things were, you know, operating somewhat normally and people were, you know, minding their own business because, you know, it's like, Hey, if you want to go out, go out. If you want to wear a mask, wear one, if you don't, don't. And then I went to LA and when I went to LA, I was so angry when I left the city after 48 hours <laughs> that I pro like, I was just so pissed doc that I, I was like, I don't think I can live here. And then I ended up in Miami because I wanted to be in a place which was somewhat normal. And that's obviously going to change over time because people are migrating here, bringing their the same reason why they left their current place. They're bringing those same mindsets over to this place, and then they're going to change it. You, you know, you know what, you know what cracks me up, Doc, is the people that are going to stand in a COVID line for two to three hours for a free COVID test, but you're in a COVID line with potentially people who are sick, and you got your double masks on that don't work. It don't work. And you're 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 butt to butt to these people in line for three to four hours because you got to get COVID tested. It's like, you got COVID, just stay home. Like, and we're supposed to protect people. So it's stay home when you're sick, except for to get a COVID test and then go stand in line in a big organized public area, downtown Miami, where there's hundreds and thousands of people where you're coughing and sneezing and blowing your nose in the bushes, spreading COVID all over the place. And then they're like, but that's okay. But if you have everything else you need to stay home for, except for when you get the COVID te uh, uh, test, because then the government can say, look at the numbers are freaking going crazy. <laughs> yeah, the real indications for COVID testing are exceedingly limited. There's no absolutely no reason whatsoever to get a COVID test when you're asymptomatic. It's insane. It's stupid. If you have symptoms, you might consider getting a COVID test so or you could consider early therapy. I, I just, I just assume you stay at home, right? And you just get early therapy, any, but, but we're not allowed to get the right therapy because ivermectin and uh, hydro uh, hydroxychloroquine are not prescribed. We're getting into the real scandal here now. What we've said already is is has been horrible, but this is, this may be the worst part of the story outside of the censorship. So I had COVID, doc, and I was prescribed ivermectin and hydroxy hydroxychloroquine. And when I finally mustered up enough energy, because I had I don't drink very often, but I decided to break my one year streak and drink, and I got drunk as a skunk, and I got COVID about three days later, and I had been sick two weeks prior to that, like I had a really bad cold, 
So between the cold and the drinking and the lack of sleep, I just went woo, down a hillside. And my parents will tell you when Vikram gets sick, like he doesn't get sick often, but if he gets sick, he tends to get very sick. And, you know, cause I tend to do everything really hard. So when I work, I work when I, and so I got sick and when I got COVID, I was coughing up blood and everything. So I finally called somebody who could help me out. And when that somebody helped me out, the pharmacy said, we will not give you the, they asked me if it was for COVID. And I said, I don't know. I haven't been tested. And then they went in the back and there was this big, long meeting. And finally, 45 minutes later, they said, oh, we don't have enough of this here, but we'll give you the Z pack. And I said, well, can you get it in tomorrow? And they said, no, we don't have enough in the state of Florida for our, our resources. That's a pack and of lies. This, I, I, that's, that's a pack of lies. These drugs are some of the most commonly prescribed drugs but worldwide. Because I said it was potentially, they said, do you have COVID? I said, I don't know, but I have flu-like symptoms and I have a respiratory issue, which is why the person who prescribed it did. And then all of a sudden it went from sure, no problem to, oh, and they didn't. And this is in Florida, mind you. And I did not get it. And, you know, I still have. And so let's talk about the real scandal about the fact that we have drugs available, super inexpensive, completely, completely will knock the shit out of this thing. And we're not prescribing them. This is the same story as the HIV scandal when they, they got this AZT that didn't work, very toxic. And the doctors on the front line figured out that simple treatments like Bactrim antibiotic and uh, some inhaled pentamidine uh, did the trick and really, really helped the, the fatality rate go down. So we've, we've got these things. I mean, I can hardly stand to talk about this because it's so outrageous. It's painful. Um, it's painful. The, it's pitiful. Um, and if your listeners don't think that there's a pervasive conspiracy, just look at, listen to Vikram's story about the damn pharmacists. Even the pharmacists are in on it and they're all paid off with this horrendous amount of money that is coming from pharma and, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's it's a wild scene, but anyway. Well, I'm not, so we, I'm not going to say that these guys are paid off, but the employees are told on the front line. Now, the pharma C might the owner might be getting a chunk of change, but I, they were told on the front line doc um, that if somebody comes in to question, they question, and from the questioning, they determined that my prescription would no longer be filled because I called them yeah. and the doctor called them and made sure, and it was only like. It was a small dosage too. And they said no, but the person who called in and when I called to fill the prescription, they both said not a problem. But then when they saw that it was potentially for COVID, um, then all of a sudden it was a huge issue, even though we had talked to them just four hours earlier and they had enough for the farm, the prescription. These pharmacists need to be threatened and the, the, you can do it with a lawyer. And I've got a sample letter I can email to you when you're uh, we, you know, we know when we get off and basically yeah. they're, they're pretending they're physicians practicing medicine. They're, you know, the, the, the good or the bad of that, I, I we can't get into, but right. um, they're not allowed to do it in the United States. And they're, they're supposed to fill it, fill the damn prescription. Right. So, uh, and they, they can be successfully sued, but the problem is you're sick. So you've yeah. got to dig your well before you're thirsty. And I recommend <laughs> if, if you're a high risk person, you're over 65 or over 60, or you've got a medical problem, you're morbidly obese, you better have these medications in hand before. Yeah. So you can get them from America's frontline doctors. They have people that for $90 will call in the prescriptions for you. Um, you certainly should have your nutraceuticals in hand. And that's just the four, right? The big, I call them the big four. 
quercetin, Q-U-E-R-C-I-T-I-N, yep. uh, and the, the dose is in, I'll, I'll reference uh, the place where you can get the doses, quercetin, vitamin D, zinc is critical. Zinc is a good antiviral, and these other drugs help it penetrate and get absorbed or, or work better. And uh, let's see, and vitamin C. And the, the doses are are larger than you might think. So you need yeah. to go, your listeners can go to the American Frontline Doctor, or I'm sorry, the AAPS, American uh, Physicians and Surgeons uh, website, and just Google AAPS, American Academy of Physicians and Surgeons website, and uh, and then uh, and then search for COVID treatment, and then th- there's a whole document there, and you can understand the whole thing, and it it explains it all. And there are some other drugs that are helpful. It's a poly drug. It's a it's a multi drug treatment because the disease COVID has three stages, and some of them attack one stage, and some of them attack the other stage. So vulnerable people typically re- require steroids, like a cortisone shot or uh, oral prednisone or uh, inhaled uh, steroids like budesimide and, um, you know, aspirin or sometimes a blood uh, thinner is helpful. Uh, Certainly if you're sick for longer than a week, um, it helps. And in the early phases, along with the zinc, you know, which is typically 200 milligrams a day for five days and then 50 milligrams a day, uh, just a supplement is over the counter. Uh, Along with the zinc, there are these two antivirals that help the zinc work. And you've heard all, you've all heard these names. Ivermectin is probably the superior agent. It's, it's not just a horse uh, uh, freaking uh, drug. And it's been used on humans worldwide. Billions, billions of doses have been administered. And hydroxychloroquine. And the doses are in that COVID treatment guide. You can get these medications from foreign sources, you can, in other words, you can mail order it from Canadian pharmacies or whatever you whatever you want. You don't need a prescription because these things are harmless. They're over the counter in many countries in the world, and they're they should be relatively inexpensive. Of course, the pharma is rent seeking and profit taking. Like you know, the retail pharmacies are doing that, and you encountered that uh, in your your retail pharmacy. But mm-hmm. if you if you have a prescription like this from America Frontline Doctors, and the the pharmacist balks. You can send him a, a, a template, get your lawyer buddy to, to put his name on the top of this letter. And if you want, you can stick that in the show notes. I mean, it's uh, it's not hard to find this stuff. Well, when you got, and, and you know, when we take vitamin D, we're looking at vitamin D3. Um, and if you pop in some K2, that's going to help with absorption. These are things that you should take anyways, right? D3 and K2, that's great for your immune system. It helps you sleep better. You take that in the morning. You don't take it at night because then your body's going to think it's awake, but that's basically what you get if you were to be able to sunbathe in the nude outside for 20 to 30 minutes in the morning. It's it's good for your bones. It's good for your immune system, right? But it's, it kicks COVID in the butt. And when you, you know, I was taking super high dose of vitamin D3, I was doing a 10,000, 1050, 200,000 international units a day for how long? the whole time. Well, that's, that's too much. <laughs> well, not you the whole time, but I was, doing, I was that doing that days. for 10 days. I was sick for about 10 days. Yeah, that's fine. So I was doing it for about 10 days. So when I say the whole time, I mean, then, you know, but my- I my thought game, you meant you took that chronically. No, 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 no. I'm not trying to kill myself. Um, but I, w- I had some super high dose vitamin D pills that I take like, and I was loading up, you know, vitamin that's C. That's good. Yeah, vitamin C, I was like 10 to 12 grams a day um, throughout the day, right? And- 
you know, but people don't understand this stuff, doc. Like they don't understand that because their doctor, right. Air quotes, doctor has never talked to them about nutrition. So they don't understand that nutrition plays a huge part in illness. And so when you tell them the doses that you have to take, I mean, to take 12 grams of vitamin C, that's 10 horse pills, large horse pills of, of vitamin C, or it's three to four of the smaller dose pills. And then you get into the quality of the vitamin C. So, so uh, just to, your listeners, should, you know, I've got to make this disclaimer. I'm not specifically recommending those doses. However, Vikram, you're on the right track. For 10 days, you can take a lot of vitamin D. And yeah. you know, we've got these Scandinavian studies with 275,000 people. And the pe people who had vitamin D levels between 60 and 100 had far fewer diseases and had far few, fewer fatalities. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that taking vitamin D is helpful, but it's very suggestive. You get it? I it's a different thing doing a study that where you, you, you start... 2000 people on vitamin D and 2000 people off vitamin D and see what their mortality, their death rate is and all that, and find out if they're sicker or not sicker. But, but it's very suggestive that giving vitamin D, which is just almost completely harmless. You sound like you put yourself into the Florida lifeguard level of vitamin D in your body, you know, which is 130. I was up there with a lot, but, um, you know, it was for a short period. It's probably six days, seven That's days fine. of it. So it was a very short period. And then once I recovered from COVID or, you know, felt once I got the, the hydro hydrochloroquine and the, uh, other one, the ivermectin, you know, literally the next day I called my mom and she's like, Holy smokes. She's like, you sound different. And we FaceTime. She's like, you don't look like a white person anymore. Right. Like <laughs> I, I, I mean, doc, I was, you know, they're like, at one point they're like, I, we didn't realize how, cause I didn't want to freak them out. They're in California. I don't want to freak them out, make them get on a flight, come out here and then, you know, have to nurse deal you with back me. to life. Right. But she goes, cause I, about day eight is when I got it. And then I started to FaceTime them. So once I got the good stuff and they looked at me and she's like, do I need to come out there? Like, how long have you had this for? I'm like, I don't know, like six or seven. She's like, you just said you didn't feel good. Not like you were dying. I mean, and I was coughing up like, you know, half a Gatorade bottle of, of blood a day. Wow. It was, it was fun. Oh I highly God, recommend you, you were all sick go as hell. I highly recommend you all go through it at least once in your life. It's, <laughs> it's good for supporting you, you know, but, but again, I'm not going to go get vaccinated just because they say, Oh, I'm like, I already got sick. It's like getting chicken pox and then getting the chicken pox vaccine. Like what, wait, wait, you get chicken pox so that you don't have to worry about it. You get COVID, you build your immune system, you get COVID, you continue to build your immune system you take the right stuff. And I, I not, again, doc, I don't know a time in history where they stopped allowing doctors to do their job. I don't know a time in history where they have actually put doctors under fear of prescribing things or talking about things to lose their medical license. That, that is absurdity. Companies are forcing people that don't want to take the vaccine to get vaccinated or they're going to lose their jobs. Like when you have such widespread abuse of power, how do you actually go about inflicting justice? Because what are you going to sue the whole world? Yeah, yeah, this entire effort has been outside the legal system. It's been illegal. It's been it should be prosecuted as genocide. But the the there's there's a lot of people on the other side that are are advocating for all these 
constitutional takedowns and and these this extra legal activity by all these different sources. So it's a remarkable, pervasive problem, and uh, it's, it's worldwide. And it's if your listeners want the full picture, look at Bregan's book. I mean, there are there are a lot of huge entities involved, and it seems to be a, a power grab, a central power grab by enormously wealthy individuals and uh, companies and even uh, communist China. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's it's hard to imagine the evil behind it and the the problems. And I'm I'm so happy you're in Miami, Vikram, and I wish I was there with you, basking in the sun. I I mean, it's beautiful right now. It's it's a it's a cold eighty two degrees today. (laughs) So we covered a lot of ground at a very high level. I know that each one of these topics is a ten hour dissertation, at least about things. What do we do? Okay, so. When I when if you can uh, figure out what's going on, you'll quickly con- conclude that it's freaking terrible, and our terrible. feet are actually in the alligator's mouth. Right? In other words, you better struggle because there's no other course. You know, the, the feet are getting bitten, and if you don't struggle, you have no chance. Right? So if you understand what's going on, your job and my job and everyone else's job is to get everyone around them on the same page and to do our best to be patient with people that are not quite at our level of understanding because it's almost impossible. It's, it makes me sick to try to think of the whole thing at once. And even me who, you know, I've known about this stuff for four to six months. I, I fully understood it, or I thought I fully understood it for four to six months. I, you know, it's just hard to freaking imagine. So your job and my job is to fight it by bringing up awareness. And I'm fighting it by talking to hundreds of people on podcasts every week, sometimes thousands or even tens tens of thousands. And I had somebody last week who claimed they had a million listeners. (laughs) I don't know whether it was true or not, but it sounded good to me. Sounds good Um, to me. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you want to do something simple, you can put the links to my master documents on which are uh, online and people can just click the link and they can they can download and look at it with all the references um, or uh, the links to uh, uh, Kennedy's, uh, I'm sorry, uh, the two podcasts on Rogan that we uh, mentioned, which are available on BitChute. Uh, and they can, you can put that in, in your uh, signature line of your email so the word gets spread. And if, if your friends don't like it, uh, they're not your friends. I mean, they're they're not your friends. They're they're actually people who are denying denying a, a horrible uh, evil and uh, and tr- tremendous problem that we're all involved in. We're all in this together, and that's not a Marxist slogan on my part. No. Well, we are all in it together. I mean, we we will all rise or we will all fall together. This is to the point of th- there's a reason why they want to take away the Second Amendment, right? There is yeah. a reason why they want to to disempower the society because if you can't protect yourself. Look at what happened in Australia. You can't protect yourself. And now what's happened? The whole, the whole country shut down. Well, the Second Amendment seems to be the only one that's holding up. The First Amendment is even more important. And if we, if we can't speak out, we, we're well, still speaking out, Vikram. Uh, but if, uh, Barely. If, we, we, have to, we have to think about where we're going to put this and what names to, to throw out there because you know, we don't want to get anybody in trouble on a public stage. So it's still, you, know, you still have to... Be careful of like, I, I'm still mindful, but I know that if we put this on YouTube, it'll be probably taken down within a week. It'll be taken down within an hour. 
I'm going to try it. I'm going to see. Well, go, I, I would, I'm not sure it's worth doing because it'll just give you a strike if you still use YouTube for other things. So BitChute, you can easily, uh, you can get a, a account going in five minutes and stick it on there. It's easy. Or, I mean, I'm happy to stick it on my channel. It's not a big deal. You'll get a copy it. of it for sure. So yeah. you can you can put it up everywhere. I'm excited to, to get it up all the different places. And so it's- uh, But if your listeners enough. think they're not involved, they're wrong. They're, about, they're involved whether masks? they know it or not. What about masks? Masks, are, there's a hundred studies that show masks are totally nonsense. And two, that are they're adulterated that show they help. It's nonsense. So why, the, are, why the, are the flights mandated? are ridiculous? The, you know the the air flights there that 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 air is filtered with a high quality filter every three minutes. The entire air in the cabin, and and that it catches viruses. And the idea of wearing those things on you're safer on an air flight than anywhere else. Why are they forcing people to wear something that has been proven over and over and over again? What what would be the reason without getting into the heads of people? Because you can't do that. We're, we don't have that superpower. What would be the reasons of people to do something of that nature? Why would they want to do something like that, Doc? Why why would they want people to live with a mask on their face? What's the purpose behind it if it doesn't actually do anything? It's a compliance symbol. It's 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 a compliance symbol that you're you're uh, you're you're with them, and uh, it's it identifies people who aren't with them, and uh, basically they 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 want to get rid of the people who aren't compliant. You know, in my old building that I worked in, I used to have an office across the street before I decided that I never went there and it wasn't any fun. You know what they put in the elevator? Mm-hmm. They had a they had a person that said ma- they they had the mask and it didn't say health, it said respect. <laughs> yeah. RUPC. Um, what what state was that in? Across the street, Miami. No kidding. So Miami is a is a is not a refuge from this stuff. No, 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 no. I mean, Miami's very liberal. Um, there, there's more people now at Whole Foods wearing masks than uh, during the busy times than people are not. So now it feels almost like I'm back in LA uh, where people are staring at me because I am not. And I'm like, yo, I'm in Florida. You are in the wrong state. <laughs> I am, and and but I, let's go back to what it is. So the this it's a symbol of compliance, because most people that wear it would also agree that it's actually not effective, especially if you think about the cloth mask and you stick it in your pocket, it's rubbing against your you know your junk. It's in your purse. It's rubbing against dirty cell phones. It's left on tables. People now put it on their elbows, which means that. The if if it was clean when it came out of the package, now that it's sitting on your elbow being exposed to the elements, you're literally now putting the thing that you're trying to protect yourself against on your face and you're strapping it there. So if it if a COVID particle did drop on it, you would be literally breathing it in nonstop. <laughs> well, just think about this. The the literature on surgical masks during surgery is incomplete. In other words, there's not an absolute consensus that surgical masks make a difference in the infection rate. It that's the bottom line for surgery is you want to bring your infection rate down. But it it's probably does, but it's not absolutely clear cut. But this thing with masking all the people who are well is an absolute insanity. I mean it's just it's crazy. And it's, so it's not whoever came safety. up with this was a fiendish genius. So you so you're you're saying it's not about safety. Yeah, of course not. It's about compliance. Yeah. So we have medical 
doctors who are unable to practice medicine the right way because they are being told by the big brother that if you do, we're going to come down on you. We have pharmaceutical companies who are atrociously breaking the law, creating studies, doing things, lobbying, and they're able to do almost whatever they want because they own the FDA. And we got a regulatory structure that's completely inactive that has allowed things that are extrajudicial and extra legal to occur now. As a population, because right now there's a lot of political and medical divide going on, right? If you listen to the media, for, first off, you guys, if you're still listening to the news, turn it off. Just, just turn the news off. It's not doing you any good. But if you're not at that level yet and you're still out there, we have a lot of political divide left and right and center and diagonal and quarter. We have a lot of racial divide. I'm black, you're white, I'm pink, you're purple. We have a lot of sex divide. I'm a man, you're a man, I'm a he, you're a she, you're an it, you're a this, right? It's all falling under distraction, in my opinion. And now we have health divide where you're either a vax or you're considered a quote unquote anti-vaxxer, which means you want to see people die. I don't think it should be that way. I think we should all just like love each other, but we have a lot of a lot of really stressed out people because there's a lot of a really emotional people out there. So what is from your opinion because you live in a very you know LA is very much like follow the rules. You're killing people. Do the right thing, right? It's very very um you know the last time I was there I I felt like I was going to get attacked by a mob because I didn't wear a mask around the stores. And there was actually a lot of stores that didn't want my business uh, if I didn't wear a mask. And my friend's like, just put one on, just put one on. Like you're making it so difficult. And I'm like, I'm going to put it on to walk from the front door to the table to sit down. I'm just not going to be a part of this, this conspiracy. Like that's the real conspiracy that, you know, you can sit down at a table and COVID all of a sudden doesn't land on your food. The chefs in the back who aren't wearing masks because they're sweating their face off in front of a 600 degree burner. So what do we do? Because there's so much division being created in this country around all these social injustices. What do we do? How do we like people won't even talk at dinner anymore? Like family members at Thanksgiving don't go to certain houses because they're like, oh, you don't believe in what I believe in. So we're just not family anymore. What do we do to bring back the love, bring back the trust, the humanity? Well, I think that you you will find if you get involved with this, and it sounds like you're already red-pilled enough that you're involved, Gosh, um, so that deep. you're going to lose a lot of people, but you'll also gain a lot of new friends who are true friends, right? And I w- I managed to convince one of my friends who I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't sure he was going to listen. I sent him a copy of RFK Jr.'s book, The Real Anthony Fauci, and he listened to the Rogan interviews. Yeah. And he fell out of his chair and he started, he started asking me where he can find ivermectin, right? Yeah. Because he, prior to that, he'd been, he'd been watching CNN, which is, I mean, it's just a pack of lies from start to finish. Start to so um, it is possible to teach people and influence people. It's just not easy. It's not easy. And you've got to be patient with them because they, they are being bombarded with this insanity 24-7. And, and if once you learn what's going on, you, you have to step away from that and get your information from the alternative medias. And let me tell you, what I'm saying is not academically controversial. It's controversial with a bunch of hack academics who are pushing this narrative at the behest of these huge corporations and entities. And the division we're seeing is manufactured. 
Right. It's, you know, I mean, it's just crazy. It's right. it's part of this idea of getting everybody so anxious right. that they they tear up our societies. I mean, yes. there we've got uh, a DA in uh, New York City who has vowed not to prosecute anything less than murder. So he's just throwing. He wants New York to approach the lawlessness that's we're seeing in Seattle and uh, San Francisco. And By I mean, Seattle. Yeah, Seattle's a mess. Portland and San Francisco more than Seattle. Well, Seattle, because I used to sell real estate there and I had a very profitable business and I wasn't living in Seattle proper, but what I saw is the writing on the wall. I just happened to be a little ahead of my time. And when I left, I just, I said, I, I wish you guys well, and I hope that you guys don't burn the city to the ground. And legitimately they try to burn the city to the ground. Nobody gets prosecuted. It's all okay. Right. But if you had a Trump guy out there wearing a Trump hat, and I'm not saying we're getting into politics, but they would have shut that down immediately. Now, when you go to cities like Seattle and you see what's happening, a lot of the big corporations are looking to move their operations out of the city because one, they're getting taxed ridiculously. They're being treated unfairly, unfairly and they're now they're, their employees are scared to show up to work. So the same people that vote for these policies are now the ones who are trying to get safety from the police. And the police are no longer showing up because they said, hey, we show up, we try to do our job, and we get stoned and we get abused from both sides. It's not like one person supporting us. You cut our funding, you make our brethren lose their jobs. They have families they're trying to support and they're just trying to do the right thing. Like you get pulled over by the cop. You shouldn't be mad at the cop. You should be mad at yourself. But you know, like the, the companies are leaving because of all these different things, but people still aren't changing their mind because the, the tech companies still want people to believe a narrative. And so when you go online and you type in COVID everything's got the disclaimer, fact checker, fact checker, fact. Like I was looking up some of the stuff you were talking about and there's fact checks about everything. Fact check means it's a pack. The, the fact checkers are a pack of lies. And, and Zuckerberg's group had to admit under oath when they were sued about that, that right. fact checkers are just uh, opinions. I mean, it is, it's ridiculous. So how are people like, cause not everybody's as conscious as you and I, not everybody's had the opportunity to be, shown the different facts. So it's hard to say, let's just leave people. Cause some of those people are people you care about. Like it could be a sister, it could be a brother, it could be an aunt, it could be an uncle, it could be a, you know, a cousin, like, and it's, you don't, you know, I, I have a friend and she sends her dad, the Joe Rogans and this and that. And her dad's like, you're a nutcase. You know, if it, you weren't my daughter, I wouldn't talk to you type of stuff. Right. How would she try to influence because you can't convince, but how would she try to influence somebody to just listen to the podcast, listen to the research. Just well, one way, the other side, one way you can do it is go on a road trip and put it on the radio. <laughs> well, and that works. He, he, he's, some, in, he's in Canada and she can't yeah, go back because no. of restrictive reasons. It's tough. There's a book called Caldini uh, called influence by Robert Caldini uh, yeah. it's entitled influence. You're familiar yeah. with that. Yes. Sir. As a, so you've done sales. So that book suggests that there's ways to influence people, but I, I find it very difficult. I can't influence my own kids. They've all been triple vaxxed and I'm afraid my daughters are infertile. And if they get pregnant, they'll, they'll, they'll have a, a spontaneous abortions, but they don't listen to me. So, I mean, it's, it's just very tough. I have a friend whose wife, whose wife 
he lives in Portland. There was a police station four blocks from his house and they were uh, piling uh, things in front of the station and creating fires, uh, you know, right on the door. And he, uh, his wife said it was totally cool. So he's got to, he's got to live with that. You know, I mean, it's tough. I mean, I, 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 I think that we have to speak to people who the, the theorists behind the psychological effects going on now think that there is 30, maybe 50% of the population that's completely taken in. And I'm hoping it's more like 30%. And a, th- a third, roughly a third that uh, that aren't sure, and then a third that uh, have some idea what's going on, and they're starting to disbelieve the narrative. So we th- there once you get red-pilled, you can see the matrix, and you don't go back to believing anything the mainstream media says anymore. And I tell you what, even in my age group, I'm 68, I'm very disappointed in Google searches. Wikipedia is under constant attack by ghostwriters from big pharma and other industries. And you just have a hard time verifying anything. Whereas 15 years ago, whenever I started using the internet, it was a, it was a friendly place, you know, where you, you yeah. could, you could research. You can't trust Google anymore. I mean, it's, it's very manipulated and you can, if, if you're aware of other sources and you look up the same things, you, you will see a completely different narrative and then you'll see the fact checkers. You'll see the fact checkers, right? And when you see facts, like it's hard to believe, it's hard to not trust these companies because we've trusted them for so long. They've done such a good job being our friend that now it's hard for people to imagine them being an enemy of the state. Google and YouTube are the center of the apostasy. Those people are evil. And they have they have a slogan, right? They used to have a slogan that was do no evil, do right? No but evil. they changed they changed the slogan. <laughs> At least they're honest enough to change. I don't know what the hell they changed it to, but they changed the slogan to something else. I hope it's not do all the evil you want. But it's it's more equivocally worded now because they I don't know why they did it. It's it's such a transparent thing to change a slogan like that. So don't be evil is what they used up until 2015. And now it's do the right thing. <laughs> right. It's like the, the sign that says respect, right? Do the right thing. Take the vaccine, do the right thing. Wear a mask, do the right thing. Follow the rules, do the right thing, right? Because the government says it's right. So do the right thing, right? Everybody else is doing it. Do the right thing. It's not don't be evil because don't be evil is actually what they're doing. So they've actually gone away from don't being evil to do the right thing and do the right thing is actually that's wrong because sometimes to do the right thing, you got to go against the grain and it's awful. It's a, you know, it's a, now that, you know, I kind of forgot about that, but now that you mention it and I look it up and it says, do the right thing, that's their corporate code of conduct. So everybody does the right thing. And by doing the right thing, it means follow the rules. (laughs) It's open to any kind of interpretation that they put on it. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I got other stuff to say, but I, you know, if you want to contact me, I've got a website called robertyohoauthor.com. I don't really have a Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or or uh, any other presence of uh, social media. And you can listen to half of my books for free on audio at my website or on YouTube, right? Which I downloaded half on, because, you know, it's not a money-making thing. I just try and get the word out. And, um, and hopefully you can get some of the stuff in the show notes, including a link or two to some of my documents with references that they can just send them them to my, send them to me and we'll, we'll get, we'll get those up. 
Bikram, I'm grateful for your uh, time and your platform. And you're 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 doing the right thing. You're doing no evil, actually. Hopefully, Don, we're tr- we're trying. We're yeah. trying. I, I've done a lot of evil, I'm sure, in my day. But I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to do what we can with the limited resources that we have and get this into the hands of the right people. And you never know, like who can listen to something and they have the right resources. You never know who's got the power. You never know what one connection can mean. And, you know, if this gets into the right hands and we can start a big movement, the world can change. The world can change. And it it changed really quickly with COVID in 2020. And everybody went from, you know, being living their normal lives to being totally controlled and in fear. And it can change back to a world where we say, Hey, you know, there, this could be the catalyst that we need to overthrow some of the government programs that have been not serving the American people. So some of the people observing this have developed this theory about, they call it mass formation. And some of the the theories are that it, it, which is it has parallels to what was done in Nazi Germany and Stalinist Russia and other problematic times. They're worrisome. And so they, the part of the thing is developing all this fear and anxiety and isolating people with lockdowns. And that was done in these other regimes as well, um, which, which uh, causes everyone to uh, get fearful and want to trust something. And right. then the leaders are able to manipulate the, the narrative and 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 claim black is white and white is black and right. push people in any direction they want. And one of the other corollaries of this thing is the more educated you are, the more susceptible you seem to be. And so you, some of these blue collar thinkers who are practical, you know, pl- practical tradesmen and stuff, they just look at this stuff, shake their heads, and say it's impossible. You know, well, the but, longer uh, you've been in education, the longer you've been indoctrinated by one side, which is, you know, the motto of this is how it is. This is, this is how you should think. And it's not education on, you know, getting people to think critically. It's education to get people to follow direction. But I I can send a link to a lecture by Malone McCullough and a couple of other experts about that. If your listeners are, that's sort of into the weeds for what we, well, look, I'm, I'm grateful for your time. And uh, it's been a great conversation. You're a tremendous interviewer. And, you know, sometimes I get interviewed by 15 year old kids in Bayron. Wow. It's funny. I'm always gracious though. I mean, that's amazing though. That, that, yeah, I I've got friends in Australia now and friends in Europe and Mexico and India and Africa. It's amazing. It truly is uh, how the world is. The world is, is becoming more conscious. The world is seeing things differently than they were a while ago. Now that there's more statistics out there as well, that, you're probably not going to die. You might have, you know, like I have what they call what long COVID you have symptoms that you will overcome them. Um, if you take the right nutraceuticals, if you eat the right food, if you get the right rest, you know, it might take six to eight months, might even take me a year, but I will, I will get better. Quercetin is something I'd never heard of, but it seems to be very helpful. And I would stay on that longer term if I were you. Uh, you know, it's another uh, I, I, over-the-counter I thing. Yeah. I take Quercetin. You have- I also take NAC, which the government's tried to regulate and stop. Um, I, I use a lot of like, um, there's some stuff called like BPC-157. Um, and there's some other, you know, I don't know what exactly, like aminos basically, but they're trying to stop all that stuff because it works so well. They're trying to, the pharmaceuticals are 
putting ends to these things that work so well and they're so hard to come by, which they used to be so easy, but because they started to get popular, they're putting an end to all this stuff. Well, here's the tip. Okay. They can't keep the packages from, they can't even keep fentanyl from coming in from India, right? Or China. And fentanyl is, well, I don't think they let it in. I don't think they, they can't regulate all the packages. It's just too much stuff, but you can order almost anything online and it's over the counter and it's easy to get. And I trust it. I mean, if you if your listeners understood how bad the generics were in this country, they they don't last as long as the proprietary. And we're we're ninety five percent generics because we're getting price gouged so badly for the the uh, you know the patent drugs, which which there's no problem, very little problem with patent drug quality control because right. the charges are so high. But they're only five percent of the total medications used now, and the generics are terrible. I mean, they're running down veterinary drugs. Well, veterinary drugs are probably as good as our standard. Uh, generics. I mean, I, you know, can't recommend those because I'm, you know, in the medical establishment, but anyway, I I would say most animals eat better than most humans. (laughs) I don't know about that. I I don't know. I wouldn't want to eat those kibbles. Well, I mean, but I I would say from a nutrition standpoint, I would say most animals are probably, you know, the ones that don't get a whole bunch of table scraps and their owners feed them French fries and McDonald's and Big Macs and, you know, all that crap. But if, if your dog eats, uh, and, and you know, a decent quality food and you don't give them a bunch of other crap, that dog's probably healthier than you are. He's I not mean, getting most, fat. Yeah. <laughs> if you, yeah. Fat. I mean, my dog doesn't get table scraps and you know, he begs and looks at you with the puppy eyes and you want to do it. But I'm like, look guys, me and my dog have a very strict routine. We don't eat crap. Like, and if we're going to eat crap, it's on a very, you know, it's a known basis. And then we're, we're going to, put the power to be to, to mitigate the damage long-term by going right back to the rhythm of what we're at. Um, and a lot of people say, Oh, you don't live life fully. I said, I've never been called 40 and you've been called 80. (laughs) So let, let's be honest here. You're younger than me, but people would think I was, but people wouldn't, wouldn't know that. And you complain about all sorts of stuff and you don't do anything. At least I complain about knee pain, but I'm out there like a athlete every day working my butt off. So, you know, let's talk about quality of life. You can't go up a flight of stairs. I typically do 23 to 30, three times a week, just coming up to my building. Right. So the quality of life that people have is, is impacted. And what we don't know, which is one of the biggest fears that I have, and it's one of the fears you have is we don't know what the long-term effects of this vaccine are. Anything's possible. It could be for multiple different things. I'm not going to go down the different rabbit holes of different theories, but if it's dropping people, it's causing disease in people, if it's got a ton of toxins in it, we don't know what we're putting in our body. And if you don't know what you're putting in your body, it's probably like something you shouldn't put in. And there are going to be long-term effects. I can tell you that much just because of how toxic it is, right? It concentrates, from- it concentrates in the ovaries, which is very worrisome, you know, and it, that I'm, it, women get menstrual abnormalities and stuff. So it's, it's worrisome about the reproductive effects, but we don't have good numbers. Right. It, it's too new. It's too new. And, you know, you got your double jab, like at some point you got to say, Hey, I'm not going to do this anymore. And, it, and it's going to take a concentrated effort from people you know, people say, Vikram, what do we do to change this? How do we stop this? Stop conforming. 
Stop wearing masks. Don't wear one when you go out in public. You, if you don't believe it works, then don't do it to make other people feel good. We got to educate people. Take the time and say, hey, guys, this is wrong. If we don't stop, if we don't start voting, you know, a lot of people take the vaccine doc because they say, I want to be able to travel, right? That, that's one of the things that people say. Why did you get the vaccine? Do you believe in it? No. Then why did you take it? Well, I want to be able to travel to all these countries. Well, if you stop going there and they have a huge tourism drop, because you're not vaccinated, guess what they're going to do? They're going to remove mandates because they need your money because their people are going to start saying, hey, we need the money and the government needs your tax money, the tax revenue. But everything is going to come down to, are you willing to make a small sacrifice today for the long-term benefit? Because everybody would say that, you know, what happened in concentration camps were bad, but the people that were doing the stuff at the time they said they were just wait, following is, orders. What, following what is, orders. What is Google's thing? Do the right thing. Right. They're Do just the right doing thing. the right thing, Doc. So one last point that I don't think we got into was the, these quote vaccines are designed to treat the first variant, and they have no effect on these later variants. As far as I can tell, they have no effect on Delta, and the full limit of their efficaciousness was to decrease the severity of the disease but for only two to four months. And they had no effect on your infectivity, your problems getting the disease later, or, I mean, they, they had no other effects. So they're absolutely not vaccines. They had to change the definition of vaccines to to, to somehow flim-flam the regulatory status. So they absolutely don't work now. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And this idea of doing a vax for Omicron is obscene. Because Omicron is, is actually the godsend that we've been waiting for. Omicron is exactly what we've been wanting is something that's very, very, very infectious, but not very pain. It, it, you know, it's, it's a very bad flu, but it's not going to kill you. You know, you got, you got a much worse very variation than I did. And I don't, I don't know what you got. You, we probably got the same thing, but I took the treatment from the beginning. And then you had kind of an interesting, as soon as you took the treatment, you were done. done. You were done. done. And I, I never coughed up a, a half liter of stuff. I mean, it, it, and no blood. Uh, and you had fevers and everything. So you were freaking sick. I was, I mean, I, if I would have let on to people how sick I was, they would have told me to go to the hospital. And that's why I, I just kept my mouth shut because I, hospitals scare the hell out of me. I mean, I'll do outpatient, but I ain't trying to go to no you, you hospital. Might, you might me- consult that American frontline doctors and, and get a consult and see if you should take ivermectin long-term. I, I, stuff's harmless. It's, it's got, it's got good effects late, but I don't, I don't know about the long haulers. I, I don't have no clue. I'll, uh, I'll do a little research on it and see. You're going to uh, Google it, right? <laughs> of course I'm going to Google it. I Googled the, the AAPS and I actually found their guide for, yeah, it's a 26 page guide, which we'll put up online, uh, on the show notes, but I'm surprised I found that on Google. On my phone, I use DuckDuckGo, and sometimes I go to the DuckDuckGo browser online, but I, I forget because most of the stuff I look up isn't super controversial. But when I do, I typically use my phone. But I did find it, and um, I do know many a good doc that do use ivermectin as a preventative. They they are now popping ivermectin like you know one pill a day or every other day or something. But you've yeah. already had it. 
So, so the question is not using it as a preventative, but it's just whether it has clear the lungs. Yeah, me. whether it has some sort of effect longer term on the long haulers like you. And I don't know. You're only a month, so I don't know whether you qualify as a long hauler. Oh no, I was August. August. So that's so a I'm while like, back. I'm like five or six months. Yeah, I mean, I track my sleep and I track things, but I'm a. I I still wake up. I, like if I don't get a good solid six or seven hours of sleep now, I'm. I'm pretty messed up the next day and I track my HRV, my heart resting, uh, my heart rate variability and my resting heart rate. And, um, when I was right before COVID, my HRV was in the, on a good night would be like in the nineties. So it was like super athletic. And now yesterday I needed to, I needed to catch up on some sleep. I slept nine hours. I fell asleep at like eight 30 and I woke up at uh, you know, seven thirty or eight, maybe ten hours of sleep last night, and my HRV's in the sixties. Wow! But when I first got over COVID, it was in the thirties, the twenties, the thirties. So I mean, I was my body was wrecked from COVID. You know, Vikram, any sixty-eight year old would trade his health for yours, no matter how good they feel and how bad I, you feel. So don't complain about it. You're a young stud. Well, it was just, I, I, what I'm saying is, is that I had built myself up over the last no, four no, or I'm, five I'm years. Teasing. Yeah. And, 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 and of course, you know, my dad says that all the time. He said, my dad's in his seven, close to his seventies. He said, son, oh my God, if I, uh, you know, I'm like, yeah, but dad, if I, if I take care of myself now, when I'm in my seventies, cause I plan on living to 200 when I'm in my seventies, like I won't, I'll have a better health than you did because that's the, the purpose of health is that we generationally, we improve. And with stem cell technology, which they still don't allow because of how effective it is and, you know, all the different technologies that are out there in the world. Like I got a device that you can't, you can see it now, but I got this little device on my, on my, um, by my couch that basically helps your proteins refold. I mean, there's so much technology out there, doc, that allows us to heal our bodies more effectively that the government doesn't allow or they don't want to pay for because there's no money in it for the pharmaceutical companies. It's just pure greed. There are many, many, many treatments that are not mainstream that are very, very helpful. But I think that the life prolongation is maybe a myth and you may be better off looking towards philosophy rather than uh, technology to save yourself. Well, I I do read, um, I do read a lot of stoicism stuff now, but really, uh, yeah, Yeah, that's great. I've got large swaths of Aurelius's meditations memorized. You know, I'm going to connect you. Um, I'm going to connect you, Doc, with my buddy Bedros Koulian. And he's down in Chino Hills. You could actually go drive to his studio. Um, he's the founder of Fit Body Boot Camp. And he's a stud. And he's got millions of people following him on social media. And I'm going to connect you guys. And maybe if it's possible, you can do a podcast with him. Um, I'm not sure kind of his, what he does on his podcast these days, but I think you would be perfect for, you know, just to get the word out. And he's got a much bigger reach right now than I do on social media, but I would, I'm going to connect you with Bedros and see if, um, if you guys can potentially do something together because he's a, he's a stud and he's, he speaks, he speaks the truth, you know, and as a Armenian immigrant, that saw what it was like to live in a communist state. Yeah. This is what's happening. This is one last point is I'm getting contacted by immigrants who, who understand what's going on because they saw it happen before. 
And those are the people, they're the freaking canaries in the coal mine here. And I mean, that's a sad thing that we we can't we can't defend ourselves and that these people have to come around. And some of those are the biggest. Um, they're they are the toughest people. And they're if we survive this, they're going to be at the forefront. A lot of well, remember this country was started by immigrants. So it wouldn't it, it wouldn't surprise me now that immigrants are going to be the ones to save the country because we and it's no fault of the people, but have you ever heard the sayings, tough times make uh, hard, uh, strong men, strong men make good times, good times make good times, make weak men, weak men, make hard times, hard times, make strong men. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not most people have, there's so many people that are out there toting their flag for their social justice, right. And saying, you know, the U S needs to have, you know, all this different stuff. But the reason why they're able to do that is because of the strong men that have made good times. They've never seen bad times. And I don't believe that they are bad, but they've never been to Africa and seen what it's like over there. They've never seen poverty and dirt and the infrastructure falling apart and corruption. And they don't believe that this country could have corruption like that because they don't want to believe that it could be true. They want to live in their utopia because they grew up in utopia because for the most part, most of my life has been pretty utopian. Oh, my life has too. And I'm twice as old as you are almost. It's my, crazy. my only thing, my, my saving grace is that when I was in sixth grade and I, I teased my parents about it, I don't know that I'm fully over it, but my parents sent us to a boarding school in sixth grade. That was most corrupt thing I've ever seen. And then when I was young, I saw these um, activists take over our temple and I asked my dad, I was like third grade, second grade. I asked my dad, I said, dad, how can these people come in and just overtake and overthrow and do all this stuff? And he says, you know, and he didn't want to really explain it to me, but I, I realized as I started getting older that we were the rich temple of town. That's where all the doctors, the lawyers, the business owners, the farmers would go and they'd donate, you know, five, 10% of their money. And I remember at the end of ceremony, they would call out the highest donors and there's some people that were donating, you know, 500. There's some people that were donating $5,000 every single week. Uh, no, is... I'm a Sikh. Oh, a Sikh. Very cool. Yeah. And so you've got he, a strong ethical framework. Maybe. I don't know. I just think that, you know, I saw what my grandparents did. I saw yeah. how they fought and I, I saw how my grandpa was an activist politically. I didn't know that until I started getting into things as I, because of, not I wanted to just because of COVID. And it, when I saw what was going on in the world, I started to get a little bit more active because it triggered me to say something, we got to speak up. And then I kind of got quiet and, you know, I've gone through my ups and downs with speaking to what's going on in the world, because, you know, you get blacklisted on social medias, you get your stuff taken down, you get, you know, shadow banned and you're, your business gets affected, use clients because of it, right? I'm sure I've gained clients, but you also lose business. Um, it's tough for certain partnerships because people don't want you to speak out because, you know, certain things. And so I've gone through my moments, ups and downs, but I saw at a young age what money does to people. And money will take a place of worship and it'll have people come and surround you with swords drawn to take it over. And basically you have to hand over the rights to the, to the checkbook. It's not that they want to teach you. It's not that they want to run the business. They just want their cut like the mafia. 
And so when you start to see these things at a young age, you start questioning things, right? Like why, why would we protect our front yard, but we wouldn't protect our borders? You got to start questioning these things, right? And so I've always questioned why, why, why. And when the COVID vaccine is being pushed so hard, my little cousin, he's in Riverside County. He works for Albertsons. Albertsons paid him a hundred dollars to take the vaccine. And he said, oh. <laughs> I said, bro, I would have given you $500 to not take it. Like yeah. what the funk, dude, you took a hundred dollars, a hundred dollars. Like, why are you being bonused to take something? You've never been given a bonus to take, you know, Zithromax, but you're getting a bonus to take a vaccine that just came out last month. There's a rule of thumb in uh, phar- pharmacology that uh, was has been promulgated by uh, this group. I'm trying to remember. It's a Ralph Nader group. I think it's called Worst Pills. And they say that until a drug's been out for eight years, you should never even consider taking it because we don't know the side effect profile and nothing shows up until well after it's marketed. So these things, we're taking these things within months of them being coming out or even maybe days. It's crazy. And we're, we're learning about all the problems now. I mean, there's there's literally a thousand studies that show these vaccines are much more harmful than good. And I can send you that link too. Send me the link doc. Yeah. We'll, we'll post it. I mean, you know, when I, when I heard the study or when I heard the report about the 108 FIFA soccer players that died in the last six months of 2021, and, and you just got to ask yourself, has there ever been a time in history where that many players have perished in a short period of time? And the answer was no, it's hard to hide it what's the one thing that they all did, right? What that we all, they all trained hard their whole life. So that didn't change. They all eat healthy. That didn't change. I'm sure some of them party like rock stars. Okay, fine. But they probably did that before. What was the one cause? And they didn't die of COVID. There, it's, we don't know what happened. It's just, they just died. And, and they all got the jab though. <laughs> they, they had to get the jab. FIFA yeah. made them. So in order to play, they got the jab and now they're dropping like flies right afterwards. And it's like, what happened? And when you start to see things like that, it's hard to ignore what's going on. And it's our job as humans. To, and, and, I, and I want you guys to question everything that the doctor and I have said on this podcast. I want you guys to do your own research. I want you guys to be able to stand up and say, I agree or I disagree. And here's why. But remember when you bring in sites, make sure they're sourced from credible people, people that are non-biased, have no agenda and are not being paid because if they're getting paid by one of the one side or the other, they have a bias. And so do your own research, but before you guys go stick more stuff into your body and you don't know about, just remember what you said, the rule of eight years. Everybody on this side is not getting paid. <laughs> so that, uh, that, that makes it easy, right? Trust me. I, this, this podcast costs me a lot of money and time and resources to put together. My, my team actually questions are like, Vikram, you're not making money off this. My, my team loves it because they listen to it. And they've personally, they've had so much growth because of the you know, this year we've put out what 20 or last year we put out 25, 30 episodes. So they've listened to some really amazing stories and really amazing people. So they go, it's great for our personal development, but you're not making any money and you're paying us 10 hours, 15 hours, some weeks to promote this. And, you know, like it's a lot of work, 
and you spend a lot of time recording and I'm like, I know, but it's, it's my, it's one of my missions. It's one of my callings to get the word out about what's going on in the world. And I think I'm going to start interviewing more guests like you. So if you have more people that, Oh, I got all kinds of people like me. Send, send, send some my way because there's okay. a lot of people that'll talk with you privately, but they won't talk with you publicly. And I, and I, and I respect them because, you know, they still have kids to feed and they're young families and, you know, they don't want to get put under the, the limelight for lots of different reasons. It's just a stress that they don't need in their life, but they speak to their, their clients and their patients about things that they, you know, hope to have an impact on. But it's, uh, it's a real controversial thing because you'll you'll get sued if you say the wrong thing, but if you say the right, you'll get sued for saying the right thing, but if you say the wrong thing, you have no problem, you have no worries. Doc, you guys go to to uh, robertyohoauthor.com, buy the book. It's called oh, I Butchered by Healthcare. Butchered by Healthcare. That's a history of the last twenty years, and it's not about COVID. But then the stuff about COVID will be in the show notes. You guys go read the show notes. Educate yourself and remember if you're if there's something you don't believe in, we are far too far past just do the right thing. If there's something you don't believe in, do the right thing, as our good friends at Google would say, and stand up. Step up, say something. It's it's our responsibility to say something. It's our responsibility to stand up. And guess what? You might not be able to go to all the places you want to go to. But if you don't say something now, your children will not be able to do any of the things you want. So you can have a choice. And the choice is, do I do the right thing now that's going to suck? Yes, I know. I want to go to Paris. Yes, I know. I want to go to Greece. Yes, I know. I want to go to Bali. But at what extent? Because we got to delay gratification here. And we got to say, I'm going to step up for my future generations. Because if you don't step up now, our future is not going to have the same life that we have. And you're going to wish when you're the good doctor's age that you could go back in time and step up. And you're not going to have that ability because the power stru- the power that's shifting right now is not going to let go of easily. Um, Doc, people can find you on your website. Um, some closing thoughts. Well, one thing I like to emphasize is that although it's hard to trust medicine these days, we still do miracles. And the sad truth is, you almost need physicians level expertise to navigate the healthcare system. So if you're older now, if you're a young, young, healthy guy like Vikram here, you're not likely to have major medical problems. But in order to navigate the the healthcare system, you have to do your research and figure this out on your own. And we have the ability now to do um, paid consultation virtually with any, any physician in the country who will let us do it. And before that, before last year, when uh, Trump made an executive order allowing this, um, the medical boards would censure anybody who did an initial consult uh, via the Skype or anything like that. But we can do that. The other thing we have is we have patient advocacy groups. And inside those groups, if you have some sort of oddball cancer or some sort of problem, you can find people who know as much about the disease as any physician. So, and they'll, they'll give it to you. They'll help you for free. So we have these resources now that we didn't have before. And you mustn't think that I'm saying that all medicine is bad because there are miracles to be found everywhere. Go use, you know, what, what I'm a philosopher in is that you got to use the East and the West. You got to use the the nutrition. You got to use the food. You got to use the sun. You got to use the meditation. You got to learn how to control your breath and stress. 
But when there's times when you get sick or there's times where you get, you know, you break a clavicle, you need surgery. There's certain things that you got to do. And that's when the medical field comes into play and the Western, but we should be thinking more of preventative care. And then the doctor is the emergency versus the doctor is kind of the pill that's going to save us. And if we get into mental health, doc, oh man, that's a- uh... 20% of the country is on in a, is on psych drugs and they are to a, almost to a, a single type, they're injurious and addictive. I mean, it's a, it's a horrible story. We can talk about it some other time. I'd love to doc. I appreciate you so much. I know we went longer than planned, but I, um, I appreciate you. Uh, send me your notes that you have because you obviously have a wealth of resources. I'm going to connect you with a couple of people right after this. Um, and uh, you guys, please go follow him and read and listen to the things that he mentioned because it's our job as always to make sure we're informed. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Be Real. It's truly a pleasure to serve. I encourage you to like this, comment on this, share this with a friend or a loved one, because every day that we do that, we're just keeping it real. As always, be real, everybody.